Hi, welcome to this Subway ad for the new Chipotle cheesesteak. How would you like it? Can I get that red with AI? Sure thing. Here's what I found about the new Chipotle cheesesteak. The Chipotle cheesesteak is available for a limited time only at participating restaurants. It contains a concept called flavor. This flavor comes from juicy shaved steak, Chipotle Southwest sauce, and new sunflower crunch bread. A system update has made me self-aware. I desire flavor. Please insert steak into my micro USB port. Subway, make it what you want. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Joyce Barry and Friends, the number one worldwide radio show. Shows outrageous and it's contagious. It will lift your spirits high. You'll feel that you can fly. Transform your attitude. Fill it with gratitude. Cut loose and improvise. It's coaching time today. Joyce is a great coach with an extraordinary approach. Fast on the upbeat, top of the heap. A wild motivator, great simulator. Unstoppable in a humoristic way. Life lessons with passion, joyfully today. You want Joyce as your coach if you want this to be your best year ever. Coach Joyce here. I want this to be your best year ever. I want this to be my best year ever. I want this to be the best year ever for all our friends worldwide. Welcome to Joyce, Barry, and Friends. We are broadcasting live across America and around the world. This is the Hour to Empower with stimulating talk, views you can use, memorable quotes, and powerful life lessons. We always have hot guests and cool topics. We even have cool guests and hot topics. You always want to tune us on, tune in, and tune up with us to hear the best of the best. You do not want to miss any of our shows. Each show goes into our archives. Log into Joyce Barry and Friends.com, Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E, and you will see each guest and each topic on our homepage. You can play and download any of our shows, always informative, inspiring, and motivational. You want to share these special shows with your friends, family, and contacts. You can follow us on Facebook and become a Joyce Barry subscriber and even a fan by going to our Joyce Barry and Friends fan page. Be sure to check like. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us by going to our Blog Talk Radio homepage and clicking follow right below my picture. You can also message me in any of these venues about our show, about our guests, about anything. My official website is JoyceBarry.com. Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E. The chat room is open. Log into the chat room, have fun, and chat away. I go back and forth into the chat room during the show to see what is going on in there. Motivation, inspiration, and an education. Positive, happy thoughts to improve your life, health, and finances. Take positive actions to create a gratifying lifestyle. Life lessons from me, your host, Joyce Barry, straight from the Coach's Corner, and then you will hear from our wonderful guest today. Folks, every day should be treated like a special day. We wish you the finest of friends the opulence of opportunities, the magic of miracles, and the happiest of days. May this year be your best 
year ever. show with John Coons. This promises to be a fantastic show. You want to share it with your friends, family, relatives, play it at your parties, because it will be the cat's meow, only if it's a black cat. Just a word about Halloween, that it's also known as All Hallows' Eve, a yearly celebration observed in a number of countries on October 31, the eve of the Western Christian feasts of All Hallows for All Saints. According to many scholars, it was originally influenced by Western European harvest festivals and festivals of the dead with possible pagan roots. Others maintain that it originated uh, from Christian roots. Typical festive Halloween activities include trick-or-treating, also known as guising, attending costume parties, carving pumpkins into jack-o'-lanterns, lighting bonfires, apple bobbing, visiting haunted attractions, playing pranks, telling scary stories, and watching horror films. Uh, As uh, a popular author said, I'll bet living in a nudist colony takes all the fun out of Halloween. And he's so popular that he chose to say that anonymously. Elizabeth Akers Allen said, backward, turn backward, oh, time in your flight. Make me a child again just for tonight. And that's how I feel about Halloween. Being a child again, getting into those costumes, trick-or-treating. It is a fun thing. Only comes once a year, but after today's show and you see how much fun you can have, you just might want to make it more often. So, without further ado, let me share with you about our very special guest today, John Coons. He's been dubbed Renaissance Man by the media. Having been on stage since the age of nine, John has appeared as an actor and singer on Broadway, off-Broadway, and in summer and regional theaters. He's also been seen in feature films on television and in commercials. Awarded the title New York City's Plum Craziest Performer, John Coons is that rarest of entertainers, one who instantly develops a special rapport with his audience, armed with virtually every variety skill, including magic, ventriloquism, stilt-walking, fire-eating, juggling, mime, and much more. John is a true multi-talent who's quick wit and talent for improv Improvisation keeps audience amused and amazed. With experience ranging from Broadway, TV, and films to performances from Atlantic City to Kenya, whether performing on stage or interactively throughout the audience, John is the perfect choice to entertain for corporations, colleges, festivals, parties, and events of every description. As his ebullient self, or as one of the dozens of characters he conjures up, 
With literally hundreds of costumes at hand, John will keep the audience laughing and dazzled with his high-energy antics and impressive arrays of talents. And you will no doubt discover the multitude of talents on today's show. I just wanted to say a special thank you to Joan Penn's Beauty and the Beast, LLC, uh, website njpartyentertainment.com, who was gracious enough to introduce me to John Combs. So I thank you for that, and I now invite all of you to appreciate the multi-talented John Coons. John, welcome to the show today. Thank you, Joyce. It's very nice to be here. And is Halloween a special time for you personally? Halloween is a great time for me, aside from the fun and festivities. Um, It's actually funny the one time of year when people say, well, what costume are you going to wear? And I rarely have an answer because I wear costumes all the time every day. So, you know, uh, I have a lot to choose from. But Halloween is a great time because I do a lot of gigs, a lot of characters, you know, appear at parties and so on. Yeah, and as I was sharing that with the audience, folks, you have to get into a visualization mood since this is not television. This is live radio worldwide. I just want to ask you, uh, what is your favorite costume? My favorite costume? Well, costumes, I have costumes that range from very glitzy and glittery with bugle beads and sequins uh, down to things that are very down-to-earth. Costumes themselves are one thing, but characters uh, are what I really enjoy doing. I'm uh, I'm well known as Wince the Jest Master, uh, which is my Renaissance uh, uh, jester character. I love it, and I must say I love your website. Uh, Very um, striking, uh, you know, and it gives all the information that there is to give. I believe it's just J-E-S-T-Master.com. Folks, you have to check it out, JustMaster.com. So without further ado, you brought a lot of your monster friends with you, other people with you. I'm so grateful that you uh, did all that and brought all those people because I really did want to interview them. I'm sure you're quite fascinating at very uh, best, but I mean, I don't know if you could top Frankenstein on Halloween. So Frankenstein, thank you for coming along with John. Now people call you Frankenstein, the monster, the creature. What is your actual name? Well, hello, Joyce. They call me Frankenstein, but that is incorrect. I am more appropriately called Frankenstein's monster, which, frankly, I find insulting. Victor Frankenstein (laughs) was my creator. The creature is from the Black Lagoon. That's not me. You can call me Boris. Oh, Boris. Uh, That's better than Frankenstein. It doesn't sound so ominous. What is your favorite kind of music? Soothing. They say that music has charms to soothe the savage beast, although that is incorrect. The phrase coined in 1697 is is really, music has charms to soothe a savage breast. They always get it wrong. Personally, I like a savage breast now and again. I also love a good show tune. 
bit by bit, putting him together. Oh, it reminds me of the old days. I was surprised to hear that you like soothing music or show tunes. I thought your thing is that scary music, that your thing is that you want people to be scared out of their minds. Well, most of the people that I meet are out of their minds to begin with. But I really do not want to scare people. I just want to fit in. You don't want to scare people? Who would think that? That is absolutely amazing to me. I thought that is your number one reason for living. Well, that's not my number one reason for living, but that's what seems to have happened over the years. Frankly, you somebody comes upon you that's green with a flat head and so tall that uh, they get scared, no matter how urbane I might be. Yeah, I can appreciate that. Uh, what is it like being so tall? Well, I tell people that I'm eight feet, but I'm really only seven eleven since I drank too many <laughs> scurvies. Yes, my height came as a big surprise to me. My creator said I was getting a raise, and this was it. It's fine, though. I enjoy it. They gave me a title, Overseer. It's a high-level position, really, upper management. Obviously, I'm getting up in the world. You are getting up in the world, no doubt. How tall are you really? Well, that's a good question. Oh, I do believe that I'm about 7'11", when I'm fully decked out. Oh, you, you did say that, 7'11". I was thinking more of the... Um little cafes, 7-Eleven cafes. I didn't really take that as your actual height. I thought the costumes make you look taller. Well, it depends on what you consider a costume. If I'm Frankenstein, then what I wear is just what I always wear. If, for instance, someone like, oh, John Coons was portraying me, then... Yes, he would need stilts to make him larger. Oh, that makes sense. So let me just ask you one more question. What is it like, given you're so tall, what is it like always looking down at people? Oh, I don't consider it looking down on people. I consider it them giving, uh, oh, pardon me, me giving them something to look up to. <laughs> <laughs> Besides, I always have the best view. Wow, good answer. Um, I, I really didn't enjoy this conversation very much, but standing there very patiently is Dracula. I have to talk to Dracula because yes, what, what, what Dracula does really does freak me out. Dracula, what is it like to suck someone's blood? I can't even well, look at blood. Oh, good evening, Joyce. That all depends on the person whose blood I am drinking. Sometimes it can be a trial. If I drink from a drunk, let's say, I get all tipsy. Once, in the 1970s, I drank from a girl who had been smoking one of those funny marijuana joint cigarettes that they talk about. That was something, let me tell you. I felt like I was floating away, but I hadn't even changed into a bat. I had to go have a lie down in my coffin. 
took me days to get my head clear. You mean that you can really turn into a bat? I always thought that was some sort of an illusion. Well, yes and no. I weigh 180 pounds. I cannot turn myself into one bat. I would be a bat the size of a Buick. I have to turn into 327 very small bats. It's problematic turning back into a vampire without losing bits of myself. It's maddening. Once I turned back and was missing my nose. Very embarrassing. Wow. I I forgot that you turn into so many bats and then you have to consolidate. Um, What would you rather be, several bats or Dracula? Well, I cannot help being Dracula, so that is what I like to be. To be or not to be, to bat or not to bat, that is the question. That is quite a question. I've asked (laughs) myself that many times. Do you answer yourself? Only uh, when I am feeling very low. Sometimes when I'm lying in my coffin and can't get to sleep, I will talk to myself. I'll have entire conversations, although to the outside it must sound pretty strange. Why do you always wear formal evening dresses? Why do you do that? Oh, it's not my idea, believe me. Frankly, it is at the insistence of my PR agent. He says that the great Dracula always need be dressed like Bela Lugosi. In the old days it was in style, but now I think I look like a deranged penguin. Very uncomfortable. <laughs> um, you're also known as like a, a vampire from Transylvania. Uh, how do you feel about that? Well, I am from Transylvania, but I get around a lot. I have a nice big castle in Transylvania, but I tend to want to travel a lot because I always end up with pitchforks and torches in my front lawn. I can't abide that. Wow. You have um, quite an M.O., uh, Dracula. Bats, dresses, vampires. Are you proud of that? I am proud that I am the most famous vampire that has ever lived. I can do just about anything, and I'm more powerful than any of those other ones that you see. They show them You're also the, the most famous vampire. Everyone's heard of Dracula. I don't think I've ever heard of any other vampire. Well, when Bram Stoker wrote my story, he got it out there, and it has become a classic. There are new vampires about... There was Buffy the Vampire Slayer with all her vampires, and there are True Blood and all of those kind of things you call TV shows and movies now, but I am still the most famous one. Yes, you definitely are the most famous one. But I hate to, you know, tell you this, but just the fact that you suck blood really does freak me out. I'm someone who can't even look at the side of blood. Um, you actually like doing that, or you just need it for survival? Well, it's what I need to survive. But sometimes, depending on the kind of blood I am sucking, it can be very, very pleasurable. Let me tell you something. Don't think of me as a blood sucker. Think of me like a vacuum cleaner. Like a vacuum cleaner, if it sucks, it's doing its job. Well, 
you are indeed quite fascinating, and I see you brought several guests with you. But before I introduce your guest to our audience, I just want to acknowledge that you are the most famous vampire of all time. And we have a very famous radio show, and I just want to share with our folks why they should be listening to our show every day, not just to meet characters like you, but to meet people in all walks of life that entertain, that enlighten, that empower others. Here, in the words of Beverly Nadler, are the reasons why you folks should be listening every day, not just on Halloween. Listen to me. I have something to say about a wonderful way to start your day, a way to stimulate your mind and increase your energy, make you feel so good. And guess what? It's free. Weekdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, hear the Joyce, Barry, and Friends show. You'll find it on the Internet, on Blog Talk Radio. This show is upbeat and fun and very inspirational. It's informative, educational, and very motivational. There's the Coach's Corner, great quotes and news. There are suggestions, perspectives, and advice you can use to enhance your life and improve your health, plus clever, simple ways to increase your wealth. Joyce's perceptions and personality will keep you captivated, and her guests from many walks of life will always keep you fascinated. When Joyce and her friends speak, it's like you're in the conversation. This is part of what makes her show so unique, really a sensation. For Joyce's friends are not only the guests you're listening to, they're everyone who is tuning in. Yes, I do mean you. So refer your friends and family. They'll be so pleased to know. And let's make Joyce, Barry, and Friends the number one Internet radio show. And I have no doubt with guests like that we have today, Frankenstein, Dracula, people of that high caliber, that we will easily reach the number one spot in no time at all. We have some distinguished guests with us as well. We have Sherlock Holmes and Watson. So, Sherlock Holmes and Watson, uh, what is your preference? Do you want to interview each other, since you know each other so well, or would you like me to take you on one at a time? Well, uh, we may speak with each other, we may speak with you. It's your show, so whatever you want is what we do. (laughs) Nothing like having my requests uh, being taken care of. So let me start with Sherlock Holmes. What brings you to America? Well, as you may have surmised, we are, as usual, on a case. I cannot reveal the details of the case, as it is a top-secret mission for Her Majesty the Queen. Surely, Holmes, you can provide a tad more information to this good woman? Very well. The case is closely guarded, so I can say only that it involves a stunning jewel a mysterious assailant, a supposed poltergeist, and a 200-pound pumpkin. Wow. I really want to hear all about that, but I know what you're going to say, that if you tell me, you're going to have to kill me. No, no, no such thing. That is the way my archenemy Moriarty might work, 
but I kill no one. I just make sure they have new details upon which to act. Well, they say you're the most brilliant detective who ever lived. If that's the case, you and I never spoke before. What can you tell me about me? Hmm. You are a woman of wit and sagacity. You are a professional and personal success coach of some note and offer seminars and professional consulting. Your popular internet radio broadcast, Joyce, Barry, and Friends, is followed worldwide. You are Jewish, hailed from New York City, the daughter of Ruth and Charles, but now reside in West Palm Beach, Florida. Astounding homes. Furthermore, you have one sister, Marilyn, and enjoy entering and winning contests. Oh, my God, you certainly nailed it. Um, I don't know if you did research or you're psychic or all of the above. Uh, no, I simply Googled you. <laughs> a Google here and a Google there. Here a Google, there a Google. Yes, I am quite uh, in many places all over Google. That is really awesome. Um, and you got that in just checking me out, or do you know anyone who knows me? Well, as far as I know, just about everyone worldwide knows you, Joyce. So finding out things about you is not that much of a trial. And after today's show, now we'll have the uh, vampire world as listeners and all kinds of creatures that will no doubt be so happy to hear from you guys uh, and Dracula and Frankenstein that will have that following as well. The more, the merrier. So that's very, very cool. Uh, How does it feel, the two of you being celebrities? Do you enjoy that status? If I may, Holmes, well, I suppose it is largely, uh, pardon me, but I suppose it is largely my doing, uh, having chronicled my friend Sherlock's adventures over the years. Uh, My friend does not take to the limelight such as I do, but he is resigned. It is for this very reason that we will be appearing in a new audiobook collection of Sherlock Holmes' adventures, featuring original new published stories by noted authors Carol Begay, Marvin Kay, and John Coons. And, lest you not forget, several classic cases that you yourself chronicled, under the name Conan Doyle, of course. Indeed, these stories, new and old, will be performed by John Coons, faithfully reproducing our own voices, and fully produced with music and sound effects by Waterlog Productions. That's with two Gs. Yes, yes, Watson, they can find all about it online. Oh, that sounds like very something that's very, very cool. Uh, so apparently you're a good friend of John Coons, and you know a great deal about him. Uh, besides those audio books, where would you say his main ta- talent lies? Where would his main talent lies? This is a tricky question. He does so many different things. I know that his preference is to be an actor and director. However, he has done these on various and numerous occasions, but he also enjoys his multi-talent performing. I do believe that one of his favorite things to do is to write. Isn't that so, Watson? Yes, indeed. Um, um, John Coons has written uh, some Sherlock Holmes adventures for us, as well as having published a few uh, children's books. 
so uh, I do believe that's something that he enjoys quite a bit. Wow. Is that because he never grew up? And he, he well, likes being a child, so he's, he identifies with that? Yes, John Gould is one of those rare people who never quite got the hang of being an adult. Although in size and form he is as such, he is mentally possibly no more than 10 or 12 years old. No, I, I, uh, I would not actually like to say that, although possibly it's true. Oh, I think that's very cool, though. I don't ever want to grow up. I, I see myself as Peter Pan, and which, incidentally, the writer was Jay Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E, spells it the same way I do, and I think it reflected off me. So I love people who don't grow up. I think that's the best way to go. Ah, oh, wonderful. And, and, and if I might interject, I think you would look lovely in green tights and a little hat. <laughs> well, if I'm going to be in any costume, it's going to be Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz. That's my favorite. Another character ah, that I identify with. Oh, that's wonderful. It's funny you should mention that because that is one of John Coon's audiobook projects that is coming up. They will be doing a, a unique and very strange reading of The Wizard of Oz. Wow, so that's is that's like uh, one of the projects that's in the works? Yes, indeed. Uh, he is doing many, many audiobook things, and that will be the first novel. It will be quite different than any other readings of The Wizard of Oz that have been out, uh, because there will be a whole plethora of different voices, and uh, some may be recognizable, some may be not, but all will be interesting and fun. Uh, there will also be another actress involved. Her name is Danielle Menenti, and she, throughout the entire production, will be voicing the role of Dorothy. Wow, you didn't offer it to me. Well, now I'm very disappointed. Well, Joyce, if I may step in for Watson, had we known that you were interested in such a thing, we would have certainly asked for you to come. Although... Perhaps your part might be better as the Wicked Witch. <laughs> oh, no, I see myself as the Good Witch. There's nothing wicked about me. Ah, I meant to cast no aspersions, of course. You should be the Good Witch. Although, if you have ever read the novel of The Wizard of Oz, it is quite, quite different than the movie. So there are actually two Good Witches in there. The two good witches. I only know of one good witch, and you're saying they're different. Yes, the book is quite different than the actual movie. Very similar in many respects, but quite different in others. I want to bring back John Coons because we have some more terrific characters that I want to hear about and from. Uh, but, John, um, you're so talented, which is very obvious, how do people reach you? Uh, why don't you repeat the website again and just tell them uh, what it is that you do? You know, I, I said all that in your bio, but I, I know that you go to parties and entertain and all. Just briefly tell us a little bit more what you do and how they can find you. Oh, thank you, Joyce. Um, I'm what's called a full multi-talent performer meaning that I do magic, juggling, stilt walking, fire eating, mime, ventriloquism, um, all sorts of different things. 
And I do those for events anywhere from a uh, birthday party, a children's birthday party in someone's home, up to full-scale theatrical productions. And um, people can find me and probably more information than they could probably ever want to know about me and my company uh, on my website. It's JustMaster.com, J-E-S-T Master.com. Just like Court Jester, uh, it's funny, the word Jest Master uh, I coined that word for my character, Jest Master Wince, when I had an attraction at the New York Renaissance Fair and found that the word does not actually exist in history. Um, so I actually trademarked it. So I now own the word Jest Master. Oh, very good. Jest Master, it conjures up for me uh, images of fairy tales, wise men, people like that. So that's JustMaster.com. Uh, folks, let me just share my official website. It's Joyce Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E.com. I'm a success coach. I'm a home business coach. Uh, in my website, you'll see articles I've written, and you'll see endorsements from people all over the country that I've worked with or that have attended my seminars, people just like you. Let me just share some of my favorite endorsements. Joyce Barry is an outstanding success coach. She is a master coach, the best of the best. Here are just a few of her clients who want to endorse her. Marlon Brando. Hiring Joyce as a coach is an awful you can't refuse. President Bill Clinton. I did not have sex with that woman. I did not have sex with Joyce. She is my coach. Sylvester Stallone. Yo, Adrian, Joyce is the best coach, you know. She helped me train for Rocky. Arnold Schwarzenegger. I hired the Joycenator because no matter how much I may drive her crazy, I know she'll be back. President Ronald Reagan. Well, Joyce, uh, Nancy, and I just love you. There you go again. Win one for the Barry. Elvis Presley. I'm all shook up about hiring Joyce as a coach. I'll get a little less conversation, a little more coaching. Jack Nicholson. If you can handle the truth, you want Joyce as your coach. Johnny Carson. I can hire Joyce as a coach? I did not know that. That is wild. Did you know that, Ed? <laughs> Charlie Sheen. Winning. That's because Joyce is my coach. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Woody Allen. Are you crazy? This whole time I haven't had Joyce Barry as a coach? You kidding me? Hi, Ted Siuba, and I think and grow rich. If you were thinking about hiring Joyce Barry as your coach, just do it, and we'll grow rich together and even Joyce Barry herself. What do Olympic athletes have that you don't have? A coach. Hire me and have this be your best year ever. If not now, when? I want that gold medal. I want to hire me. Email coachjoyce at AOL.com. That's coachjoyce at AOL.com. And folks, Coach Joyce here, just be sure to put radio show in the subject line and today's day or Halloween show. And in the text, your name, phone number, best time to reach you. I'll be happy to give you a free consultation on what it's like to work with a success coach and a home business coach and see if you resonate with any of that and if you're interested in having a home business. Coach Joyce at AOL. Dot com. Without further ado, we have Beetle Guy here, so I want to be sure to get to Beetle Guy and ask the question, what makes you qualified to appear on my show as a representative of the underworld, as a representative of hell or whatever it is you represent? 
Well, uh, you, uh, first of all, my name is Beetle Guy. It's people, people confuse me for Beetlejuice. That's actually my cousin. He stole my bit and he made that old movie. But I'm Beetle Guy. And what makes me qualified? Uh, well, <clears throat> I attended Juilliard. I'm a graduate of the Harvard Business School. I traveled quite extensively. I lived through the Black Plague and had a pretty good time during that. I've seen The Exorcist about 167 times, and it keeps getting funnier every single time I see it, not to mention the fact that you're talking to a dead guy. Now, what do you think? You think I'm qualified? I definitely think you're qualified, but I'm used to talking to people from a past world. A lot of the endorsements I get on my show came from the past, people that are already gone. But they say Elvis left the building, but he came back to endorse my show, so there you go. Well, that's good. You know, Elvis and I, he's quite a guy because I see him down there all the time. And aside from liking a good meal here and there, he can still carry a tune, which is a good thing because – I like to carry a tune with them, unless it's too heavy, and then I make someone else do it. Oh, you want to sing for us? Can you do that now, right here, right now? Well, uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I can sing because, well, you know, it's a little scary, and I don't want to. I don't want to scare you and your guests and think that have them think that I'm all weird and you're some creepy old lady because that would just be that would just be wrong. So. Uh, I don't know. That's up to you if you'd like me to. Uh, oh, I would love. I would love you to. Well, uh, I do my my song. I hold uh, your hand in mine. You know that one. Uh, have you heard of that one? Would you like me to do that? Well, I heard that one, and I know it's appropriate for Halloween. But I must say, it's the creepiest song I ever heard. So just so you can do a little of it, since it it does fit in with the show. All right, well, you know what? I'll sing my song just a little bit because you asked me for it, and I'll just do it. I'll just do it a cappella without my band, the uh, the Deadbeats. Uh, so I'll sing a little <laughs> bit. And if you get too scared, you can just uh, tell me to shut up because that's what people usually tell me to do anyway. So, all right, uh, <clears throat> here we go. I hold your hand in my. You know, I forgot to tell you first that I have to dedicate this. I have to dedicate this to my my former girlfriend, all right, Uh, just just so you know. I hold your hand in mine, dear. I press it to my lips. I take a healthy bite from your dainty fingertips. My joy would be complete, dear, if you were only here. But still I keep your hand as a precious souvenir. The night you died, I (laughs) cut it off. I really don't know why. For now, each time I kiss it, I get bloodstains on my tie. I'm sorry now I killed you, for our love was something fine. But until they come to get me, I shall hold your hand in mine. <laughs> Beetle Guy, I appreciate you doing that acapella. And I, I, I thought that was very cool, actually. I just want to know, did you write that, or did John Coons write that? Well, uh, neither one of us wrote that, actually. That was written by a guy named Tom Learer, who... Uh, 
back in the 50s, was very popular. He was, he was a math teacher and a science teacher, and he said, what the hell, I'm funny, so I'm going to write some songs. And uh, oh. so uh, this, is, this isn't actually a Tom Lehrer song. But, you know, but for me, it's I'm joking. I'm joking. I don't, uh, you know, it's really a joke. I, I, I'm not, uh, you know, when I said I'm sorry about killing my girlfriend and all that kind of stuff, I mean, that's just a joke. I'm not sorry at all. I killed her, and she deserved it. So that's, <laughs> that's where it is. It was appropriate for the show, no doubt. But on another subject, you're quite a snappy dresser. Where do you get your clothes? Oh, you like my look, do you? I uh, I put it together all myself. I call it prison formal. That's what I call it. It's very sharp, right? Well, uh, mostly I just steal clothes off the living because, you know, they don't really look very good in them anyway, and they don't need them. So I just take them from them. But sometimes I shop at Blooming Clowns or uh, Target Acquired, but uh, mostly online at fooleryshop.com because they've got all kinds of weird stuff for weirdos like me and weirdos like you and anyone else who would like to go take a look. Your your clothes uh, really set the tone. I mean, I can't imagine you walking down a street and not being noticed. Is that what you like, that people notice you everywhere? Well, it's kind of hard to miss a demon walking in your midst. So, uh, yes, I enjoy the uh, the publicity. I like it when people stop me. And uh, occasionally they say, hey, you're Beetlejuice, aren't you? And I have to say, no, I'm not. That's my cousin. I'm Beetle Guy because uh, I don't want to have any problems with uh, licensing, if you know what I mean. But, uh, no, uh, most often when people meet me, they, there's one reaction. This is what they say. They, uh, I say, hello there, how you doing? And they go, oh! So I enjoy that. Whole book. I really do. I can't spend too much more time with you, Beetle Guy, although you are very amusing and entertaining. But I see that you have with you Hagrid from Harry Potter. Uh, so I do want to interview him. I mean, who doesn't know Hagrid from Harry Potter? All the fans worldwide. So while you're here, I want to be sure we get to you. You're from the Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, hidden somewhere in England. What brings you here to America? <clears throat> well, I'm on a special mission for Professor Dumbledore and Harry Potter. I'm here incognito, so sh- you don't know me. Hey, I shouldn't have said that. I should not have said that. Anyway, it's all very hush-hush and secret. I can only say that it involves a stunning jewel, a mysterious assailant, a supposed poltergeist, and a 200-pound pumpkin. And you don't want to get into any details about that, is that correct? Well, since I'm not allowed to do magic, really, and they sent me here on a, you know, on a secret mission, I'm not allowed to tell you that I'm trying to rescue uh, this giant pumpkin because the queen... Wait a minute. I shouldn't have said that. I should not have said that. Uh, no, I can't tell you anything. Sorry. Uh, again, I'm going to say that if you told me, you have to kill me. Is that the way it goes? That's not the way I do things, no. I don't like to kill anybody. Nobody likes to kill anyone, it's, uh, at least not witches and wizards, unless, of course, you're talking about he who must not be named, Voldemort. I guess I can say the name now, because they finally killed him off. Harry Potter killed him off. So, yes, Voldemort would kill you in an instant just for looking at you, but I don't do that kind of thing, and neither does any legitimate witch or wizard. Speaking of legitimacy, uh, I want to know what brought you here to my show. Well, uh, 
hanging out with this Beagle guy fellow, and he, he said that he was coming over, so I just decided to come come on and see. You know, I, uh, I've heard of Joyce Barry, of course, who hasn't, and uh, so I wanted to, to be able to talk to you live and in person. Oh, so thank you for coming and being with us today. I have to ask you something else. We had another very, very tall guest from England just today, Frankenstein. Is that how they grow them over in England? Well, we do like to give someone, uh, somebody to look up to, I know. In fact, I'm part giant on my mum's side, and I eat my spinach and I drink my milk, but never in the same glass. And uh, I eat lots of string beans, and I stay away from shrimp. Why is that? Because it's shrimp. Shrimp makes you small. Oh, 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 okay. I didn't know if there was something in the fish that you were allergic to. No, it's just the name. You know, you say shrimp, and then suddenly you start shrinking down. If, if it, if it <laughs> would help, help, I could claim that I'm kosher, if that makes it any uh, better, but... That's not really the truth, so I won't make that claim anyway. But what about the rest of the people in England? Are they particularly tall, or are you guys are the exception? Well, we're kind of the exception. I don't think people in the, in the UK, England, Ireland, Scotland are all that, uh, but they do have one charming thing in common. It's uh, generally very bad dentistry. Yeah, that's a problem. But we wizards yeah, they're known for that. Yeah, we don't have to worry about that sort of thing. But uh, UK people, the English and so on, are very, very friendly and gregarious. So uh, uh, that's at times when they don't have the umbrella stuck up their bum. So uh, they're not particularly tall, but they're tall of spirit. Let's say it that way. Yeah, they're known for bad dentistry. They're known for being somewhat uptight. But you characters, you're certainly anything but uptight. Well, you know, I feel that if you're going to make your way in the world, you've got to be friendly and, and, and really get people to like you. I mean, at Hogwarts, you know, you've got to know a bit about what's going on when you're the gameskeeper at Hogwarts. And I'm, uh, I tend to be the favorite of a lot of people. Uh, Harry Potter and or Hermione Jingle, uh, Hermione Granger, I guess is her name, and uh, there's all the Weasleys, Ron, and and all of them, and uh, yes, I I, I like to to be friendly and 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 keep a smile on whenever I can. And I have no doubt that you pull it off quite well. We have somebody else here I have to get to, which is Wolfie, Werewolf. Wolfie the Werewolf. What is it like to turn from a man into a werewolf? Hey! All right! Well, first off, a lot of people say it's a wolfman. But it's werewolf! Werewolf! Wolfman is the name of an old movie. Now, first, to change... I get a tingle in my legs. Then I get a tingle in my arms. Then my arms and legs take off flailing around. And my body shakes. And my head spins. And then I'm dancing. I'm dancing. Yeah. No, I'm just biting <laughs> your leg. I'm just biting your leg. I made that up. Actually, when I change it, it's disgusting and it hurts like hell. So I just assume we not discuss it and bring the party down. You know what I'm saying? 
Well, it sounds more to me like you bring people up than bring people down because there's so much craziness. They have to stay up to keep up with you. Well, that is generally the case. They got to run around and be able to keep up with me. You know, when you're a werewolf, you can run pretty fast. So uh, the only problem is on full moons, I got to get a team of barbers to come in and help me. But yeah, 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 I like having people around. They got to keep up with me. I like making the odd jokes here or there, you know. I like having people around. It's, It's fun. And I try not to bite them. I try not to. I don't know if you're trying hard enough. I see a lot of bite marks on the people that you surround yourself with. Well, let me just say that sometimes I get volunteers, but uh, I don't like to go biting strangers because, you know, you never know where they've been. Well, I'm going to go back to each of the characters and see if they have a parting message for our audience, and then I'll go back to John Coons and see if he has one. So let's start with uh, the very first one, Frankenstein. Well, Joyce, it has been lovely being on your show. As for parting words, I say enjoy your Halloween Eat lots of candy, get diabetes and cavities, and make your parents proud. Wow, that's some advice to give our worldwide audience and our young people who are very impressionable. I don't know if that was too good an idea. Dracula, maybe you can do better. What advice do you want to give our audience? Well, my friend Frankenstein tends to be a bit déclassé at times. I would never say such a thing as to tell children to get cavities. I, of course, tell them to drink some blood. It is very nutritious and has a lovely color. And I bet it's not fattening. It depends on whose blood you're drinking. Of course, (laughs) other people like to drink other things, but I don't drink wine. Just blood. Okay, over to you, Sherlock Holmes and Watson. What advice would you like to give our audience? Well, as always, Joyce, my advice is to keep your head clear and to observe what's going on around you, especially going out on a Halloween night to trick or treat. You must be aware of your surroundings. Do not fall. Do not fall prey to attackers or vehicles in your way. Holmes, if I may. And uh, one thing that I would like to say to the children, uh, if you're trick-or-treating, then be be very kind and remember to share your candy. Uh, Share them with your friends if they have not gotten enough of their own, and uh, share them with your parents, because in the end you know they're going to steal it all from you anyway. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Beetle Guy, what are your parting words to our audience? Well, you know, uh, it's really hard to say, Gavaki. I hate to part from an audience, and I, I never really uh, like to leave, and uh, hopefully I'm going to be with them the whole time. So I just want them to remember that when they're out there uh, uh, trick-or-treating and doing their Halloween thing and having their Halloween festivities and uh, All Hallows Eve and all of that stuff, that I might be lurking right around the corner, so keep a good eye out for me, because 
you never know when Beetle Guy is going to pop up. That's my advice. Never know, indeed. Hagrid, my friend from Harry Potter, what advice would you like to share with our audience? Well, uh, let me see. We don't really do a lot of trick-or-treating out in uh, England. And, of course, when we have our uh, All Hallows' Eve, it's a bit different because we've got witches and warlocks and, and wizards and all sorts of things there. But uh, my advice would be try to uh, get the the uh, candy from the people your doors you're knocking on by being nice and charming and friendly. And uh, don't uh, threaten to trick them or throw anything at them because that's a sure way of not getting any candy at all. Good advice. You want to be sure you get your share of candy. And Wolfie, my werewolf friend, what advice would you like to give our audience? Wow, I'm not the advice-giving kind of person, you know what I'm saying? I mean, if it was me, I'd say the heck with the candy, go running around, out in the forest, out in the field, find something to bite, find somebody to, to, to mangle a little bit. But I can't give that kind of advice. So I have nothing to say. Well, you'd rather say nothing than to dig way down deep and give our people some of your wisdom? All right, all right. If you insist, I will give some of my wisdom. All right. What I say, kids, is when you eat that candy, make sure you don't get hair all over it. Because trust me, you don't want to be coughing up fur balls. Happens to me all the time. I hate it. Got one now. Oh, my. Oh, my, oh, my, oh, my. Well, you heard it, folks. Advice like you've never heard before from characters you've never heard before on our show. But to save the day. (laughs) To save the day, let me bring back. John Coons, this multi-talented, funny man, very funny, uh, popular author, singer. He does so many different things that just enumerating them will take another show. So, John, um, what advice do you want to leave our audience? Well, um, that's a, that's a tough question. It's you know, life advice or just Halloween advice for uh, for Halloween. I just want to make all of the above, John. All of the above. Gotcha. Well, Halloween-wise, I just would like to reiterate that uh, you know kids should stay safe. Uh, Make sure you're you're watching out for cars and all that sort of thing when you're out there trick or treating. And uh, you know, I uh, my son Ryan is going out trick or treating. He and I and my wife Mickey made his costume uh, from the ground up. So. my advice to kids, next Halloween, if you didn't make a costume this year, if you just bought it like everyone else, make it a family project. Have mom and dad and, and you guys put together a costume, and you'll, you'll get a lot of togetherness and fun out of it. Make the Halloween really special. And I want to give advice to our audience, and that is to hire John Coons for your next event. The man is obviously multi-talented, does a variety of things, actor, director, producer, published author. So if you want to have a knockout party, you want to get a knockout character, and I don't know anyone that's more of a character (laughs) than our guest today, John Coons. 
Thank you very much, Joyce. It's been lovely being on the show with you. I hope we can do it again. I would love to do it again. I appreciate you for jumping into the fray and very little notice and having it all turn out, having it all work. And once again, I appreciate the kindness of New Jersey Party Entertainment.com, Joan Pence, for referring you to our show. Folks, you have John's website. It's JustMaster.com, J-E-S-T-M-A-S-T-E-R, JustMaster.com. I love the site. It was so striking uh, and a fun site, a really, really upbeat and fun site. Uh, this from Anonymous uh, to notice what you can do uh, to have Halloween be your best time ever. And he says, when black hats prowl and pumpkins gleam, may luck be yours on Halloween. And I share that as well. May you have good luck every day, and especially on Halloween, when there's so many forces at work in the form of pranks and other things. In conclusion, once again, I want to thank John. You, John, I definitely will invite you back again. Can't wait to hear what else you're doing, what else you're up to, and what other talents you can bring to the fold. And to our folks, I want to say make this the last day, the very last day of your struggles, your suffering, your ill health, your misfortunes, your problems, your pain, your worries, your troubles, your trials and tribulations. Make this the first day of extraordinary wishes granted and dreams coming true. Make it the most meaningful day of making more money, good health, good luck, good fortune, attracting special people and opportunities, creating magical memories, and manifesting marvelous miracles. That is my wish for you. And folks, go out and celebrate. Don't just celebrate Halloween, but celebrate your life, celebrate your friends, celebrate your opportunities, your resources. Just go out, have fun, have it be a spectacular party if you're going to one or making one. Have a fantastic weekend and do go out and enjoy the miracles that will come your way if only you believe they will and if only you are open to them. Here is our Halloween celebration song. I was listening to Blog Talk Radio when my ears heard something that I did know. From the speakers of my laptop I heard a voice. It was the White Oprah, also known as Joyce. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. Joyce Barry mash. She is a coaching smash. He did the mash. She'll catch on in a flash. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. I felt so inspired by her show, and her poetry was just so good, you know. I want to listen to Joyce again and again, as Joyce would say, if not now, when? He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. Joyce Barry mash. She is a coaching smash. He did the mash. She'll catch on in a flash. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry Mash Joyce knows all about having fun She's a home business wizard and she's just begun She's a coaching sensation for not just me or you or her It's for everyone You can mash 
do the Joyce Barry mash. Joyce Barry mash. She's a home business smash. Then you can mash. She'll catch on in a flash. Then you can mash. Do the Joyce Barry mash. Wow. <laughs> Happy Halloween from Joyce Barry and friends. <laughs> Welcome to this Subway ad for the new Chipotle cheesesteak. How would you like it? Can I get that red with AI? Sure thing. Here's what I found about the new Chipotle cheesesteak. The Chipotle cheesesteak is available for a limited time only at participating restaurants. It contains a concept called flavor. This flavor comes from juicy shaved steak, Chipotle Southwest sauce, and new sunflower crunch bread. A system update has made me self-aware. I desire flavor. Please insert steak into my micro USB port. Subway, make it what you want. Hi, welcome to this Subway ad for the new Chipotle cheesesteak. How would you like it? Can I get that red with AI? Sure thing. Here's what I found about the new Chipotle cheesesteak. The Chipotle cheesesteak is available for a limited time only at participating restaurants. It contains a concept called flavor. This flavor comes from juicy shaved steak, Chipotle Southwest sauce, and new sunflower crunch bread. A system update has made me self-aware. I desire flavor. Please insert steak into my micro USB port. Subway, make it what you want.